the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. If we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery, with its row upon row of simple white markers, bearing crosses or stars of David, they add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. France Authority on AM 1420. The answer. Yes, indeed it is. Good morning to you. Thank you for joining us for the Bob France Authority at seven minutes after the hour of nine o'clock on this free for all Friday, the 27th morning of the ninth month of the year of our Lord 2018. So good to be back in Northeast Ohio after a couple of days of broadcasting live in Washington, D.C. Want to say thank you once again to the great people from FAIR the Federation for American Immigration Reform. They did just such a great great event. It's the largest event uh, in terms of talk show hosts, in terms of radio broadcasts, live radio broadcasts in America uh, it, it, by a long shot. I, I was talking to a couple of the folks yesterday. I think it was Dave Ray who confirmed that there were some 25 shows broadcasting live from the Republican National Convention in Cleveland. Uh, I was one of them back in 2016, and uh, similar numbers for the Democratic National Conventions through the years. We had over 70 talk shows gathered in Washington, D.C. yesterday to shine a light on all of the issues that we face with respect to our illegal immigration problem in this country. So fair, doing just tremendous work, and I was really glad to be a part of it. The only thing that I did not like about the uh, couple of days in D.C., in addition to the smell of the swamp, which I'm still trying to wash off of myself, but the only other thing is that, uh, you know... (laughs) Uh, we were knee-deep in immigration talk, and I didn't have an, ad- an opportunity to address in full what's going on in uh, in uh, inside the White House and inside Capitol Hill. And, of course, I'm speaking of the official impeachment inquiry, which is, of course, official in no way, shape, or form. And that's what we're going to dive into today. Uh, Congressman Jim Jordan, who was unable to join me in D.C. because of all of this stuff, uh, is going to join me this morning at 9.35. So make sure you are here half an hour from now or else you're going to miss Congressman Jordan, who is fired up and ready to go. He essentially is telling Nancy Pelosi what you and I and many others are. You want to really start talking about impeachment of the President of the United States? Bring it on. 
But don't just nibble around the edges, Nance. Take a big bite. Call for a roll call vote. Get every member of the Democratic caucus on the record as saying they vote to impeach or at least start the impeachment process over a phone call that they did not hear when this whole thing started over the second or third hand remarks of a a partisan CIA operative who was inside the White House, who did not hear the phone call, but became the whistleblower after reporting second- and third-hand accounts of what was on that phone call. Please get everybody on the record, especially all of your Democratic members who are in purple districts, who are in serious jeopardy for re-election. Go ahead, Nance. Quit nibbling and take a bite. All Nancy Pelosi did was step to the microphone and say the same thing that Jerry Nadler said. We're we're considering an inquiry. But now it's official because the speaker says it. She cannot declare by fiat that there is now an official uh, um, uh, impeachment investigation or an impeachment trial is is pending. No, she can't do that. She has to call a vote, and they have to then appoint a uh, an impeachment select committee to get this thing rolling. But she doesn't want to do that. She knows full well that is a disastrous thing to do. And because then she is going to have to put everybody on the record. And the American people are going to respond how they respond. And the American people are directly, according to virtually all polling, opposed to impeaching the president, particularly over this. And these are many Americans who were supportive of impeachment if there had been Russian collusion. But, of course, there was not. And so here we sit. An update on where this stands from Fox News. And we're going to freeze right about now. Of course we are, because why wouldn't we? All right, we're going to try to make this. Witness intimidation. That's how House Intelligence Committee Chair Democrat Adam Schiff describes comments the president made, tweeting, the president's suggestion that those involved in the whistleblower complaint should be dealt with as we used to do for spies and treason is a reprehensible invitation to violence against witnesses in our investigation. White House Deputy Press Secretary Hogan Gidley on Fox and Friends. These leaks are dangerous. People in this government are entrusted with secure, sensitive information. President Trump made the comments during a private meeting with staff from the U.S. mission to the United Nations. The president of the United States, of course, is the executive, the chief executive. He is in the executive branch, and as such, by the way, he is not even subject to intelligence agencies, whistleblower uh, uh, complaints. Not even subject to, he has every right to talk to a foreign leader about corruption in that foreign leader's government, and also to ask for assistance in making sure that if they know anything about the way the Russians meddled in our elections in 2016, that they give us that information so we can stop it from happening again. Let's not lose sight of the fact that everything on that transcript, everything that took place between the President of the United States and the President of Ukraine was above board was within the president's purview to request. If there's corruption in your government, as uh, exemplified perhaps by the energy company Burisma and its hiring of a a completely inexperienced, non-Ukrainian-speaking 
son of the vice president of the United States at an exorbitant salary that was about 50,000 times more than anybody else made. If that is an example of corruption in your country, we need to really rethink uh, our relationship with your country. We need to know what's going on there. That is absolutely above board, which is why, as Hogan Gidley, the deputy press secretary, explained, this is disgraceful. There's an unnamed, unmasked person who wasn't even part of the call, who used news clippings to make the claim that there was a problem, to change Nancy Pelosi's mind in a few hours. That morning, you'll remember, she wasn't for moving toward impeachment. Now... She says she is, and that is absolutely disgraceful. And she said that before she ever read the transcript. She said that before she ever saw the transcript of the call. And then the president orders the release of the transcript so that she and everyone else can see, can see it. And what's Nancy Pelosi then talking about? You never know where we're going next. Now I think we're getting involved in the cover-up of the cover-up, and that may be something that will take <laughs> some time to uh, investigate. Cover-up? Um, there was a whistleblower complaint made. The president ordered the release of the transcript. It doesn't get less cover-uppy than that. It doesn't get less cover-uppy than releasing the official word-for-word transcript of the phone call. How's that covering anything up? And there's a reason why the president released the transcript, of course, because it was a great big fat nothing burger. And I'll continue to use that phrasing. And the Democrats apparently enjoy nothing burgers with a side of egg all over their faces. And yet they cannot acknowledge that crap. It didn't have in it what we thought it would. So we better move the goalposts. It didn't have anything about quid pro quo. You investigate Biden or I'm withholding money from you. Now we're going to have to move the goalposts and say, well, the fact that he asked to investigate Biden at all should be enough to impeach him. No, it shouldn't. Because he was asking them to investigate whether or not the sitting vice president of the United States at the time had any involvement with his disgraceful coke addict son who got kicked out of the Navy for coke, uh, for drugs, who doesn't speak Ukrainian, who has never worked in the energy industry, not the natural gas industry, nor the oil industry, could get a seat on the board of a natural gas and oil company in the Ukraine without his father's influence. And what was the father going to give back in exchange for helping out at $50,000 a month, by the way, for helping out his cokehead son? How in the world can it be a cover-up if the world has the document? We literally released the document. It makes no sense whatsoever. And let's not forget here, Nancy Pelosi went on television saying the president had committed a crime, that she had the evidence before we had actually released the transcript. It is very clear Democrats do not care about the facts. She has absolutely lost control of her caucus. There's no question about it. She's lost control of her senses as well, if she ever had them. And now let's talk about her senses, and let's talk about everybody else's in the Democrat Party. Speaking of Nancy Pelosi, let's go back from 2019, where we are today, to 1998, when President Bill Clinton was impeached for very, very different reasons than the nonsense they are trying to bring up today. President Bill Clinton was impeached after a full-on special prosecutor investigated Ken Starr and found 
that he was guilty of several different crimes, including felonies, including felonies by way of perjuring himself as well before House committees. Bill Clinton was impeached for legitimate reasons, and yet this was the 1998 statement and the stand of some of the very same Democrats that you hear screaming for Donald Trump's impeachment today. You're going to hear Mad Max. You're going to hear Nance. You're going to hear uh, Jerry Nadler. You're going to hear others. This is the way we want to wrap the first segment of this broadcast this morning. 1998 Democrats. They are driven by hatred. Hatred! They hate Bill and Hillary Clinton so much they will stop at nothing to bring him down. Because we are here, as we are here today, because the Republicans in the House are paralyzed with hatred of President Clinton, and until the Republicans free themselves of this hatred, our country will suffer. And one of the reasons we all feel so angry about what they are doing is that they are ripping from us, they are ripping asunder our votes, they are telling us that our votes don't count. There must never be a narrowly voted impeachment or an impeachment supported by one of our major political parties and opposed by the other. Bill Clinton acted deplorably in his personal behavior. But what the American people are saying loudly and clearly is let's get on with the business. This is their president we are talking about. And we in Congress had better be very careful before we upset their decision and make darn sure that our decision to impeach him was based upon principle and not politics. My fear is that when a Republican wins the White House, Democrats will demand payback. That is the supercut version of Democrats in 1998. You heard Mad Max. You heard Jerry Nadler. You heard Nancy Pelosi. You heard Chuck Schumer. You heard Bernie Sanders. You heard uh, Joe Biden. I think that was all of them. All of them talking about how paralyzed with hatred the Republicans were of Bill Clinton. They literally were projecting what they themselves feel about Republicans. And here it is in 2019. And they you literally could replay that word for word about their fear and their hatred of Donald J. Trump. 20 minutes after 9 o'clock. Thanks for being with us on this Free For All Friday. We'll go to the phone as soon as we can, but I have a lot of audio that I want to share with you and a lot of analysis we need to get to as well. 216-901-0945 and Jim Jordan coming up at 935 on the Bob France Authority. Nine twenty-five now the Bob France Authority on AM 1420. The answer. I just played some of the old cuts of Democrats during the uh, impeachment hearings for Bill Clinton back in 1998 just to expose their unimaginable hypocrisy. But I'm going to play a more recent comment from a Democrat now before I go to your phone calls. This is Representative Al Green from Texas, the Democrat who has been introducing articles of impeachment against Donald Trump since Donald Trump was inaugurated. He has been one of the lead attack dogs here. And you say, why, Al? Why? Why do you want to impeach this man so badly? And he gives the answer on MSNBC. And I want you to know this. We must impeach this president. If we don't, it's not the soul of the nation that will be at risk only. It is the soul of the Congress that's at risk. 
Congress has a duty, a responsibility, and an obligation that only it can fulfill. No one else can, no other entity can. It is Congress that will have to act. And if we put people above party, we'll act properly. But if we allow a party to be above principle, we will not. If we allow political expediency to trump moral imperative, we will have created a shameful situation that this Congress will uh, never live down. History won't be kind to us. We must impeach him. And he went on to say, if we don't impeach him, he will be reelected. I mean, if you've ever needed direct proof that this is about politics and not principle, that this is about winning elections and not about uh, the rule of law, you have it from Democrat uh, Representative Al Green. If we don't impeach him, he'll be reelected. In other words, we want to take the decision out of the hands of the American people, out of the voters. Because they'll make a mistake and reelect this guy. So we have to impeach him so he can't win another election. I want that to be front and center of every argument, any and every conservative Republican, both in Congress and in the media and in our private lives, that we have any conversation we have about this issue. The Democrats want to remove the rule, or excuse me, uh, the the uh, remove the choice from the hands of the American people, which is exactly what in 1998 they accused Republicans of doing. They said Republicans are trying to to uh, to uh, overrule the the will of the people by declaring the election invalid by impeaching Bill uh, Bill Clinton. That is exactly what they were trying to do since before Donald Trump was inaugurated, and now you have it crystallized by Al Green who said if we don't impeach him, he'll get reelected. That is taking the will of the people, the vote of the people, and completely nullifying it. Doug is calling us from Cleveland on AM 1420, The Answer. Hi, Doug. Go right ahead. Hey, good morning. Doug Sattel, also from uh, 100 Sullivan Way, West Trenton. They're trying to distract you from what I have over here. I had a meeting with Trump. I have the digital files on how he rigged the election. He said he spent $8 million on it. And it's about Daniel Sattel, S-I-T-T-E-L, on Google. You're I appreciate for- your phone call, Doug, but not that much. Uh, Marcus in Medina, you're on AM 1420, The Answer. Go ahead, Marcus. Hey, I wanted to point out, I think that something's getting lost in this or maybe not discussed as much as it should be, and that's next year's Senate races. Because without the Senate, you ain't impeaching anybody. And they need to hold this on until the senate races and we need to pay attention to the senate races and look at the numbers and look at the numbers of seats and what may happen now up until then they can have this inquiry that inquiry they can vote they can do their circle exercise as long as they want to but we all know the real key to this is the senate well you're right you're 100 percent right and i and i you know a lot of democrats are suggesting that if they don't get this done now in the house even if they don't get this vote taken and and introduce articles of impeachment and send this to the senate for trial uh by this fall literally and we're in this fall now that they're not going to do it at all next year because they're going to put every one of those house members at risk and then in 2020 you're talking about the senate races and you're right but the house races as well they're going to lose a lot of uh, uh, undecided voters uh, in, in a lot of purple districts where they have won, and of course won, which has kind of been traditional, as we know, in the first midterm election of a new president cycle. Uh, they won a lot of seats. They kind of shellacked uh, the Republicans in 2018, November of 2018. But in November of 2020, that's all going to flip. 
if they don't get this done right away, uh, if they try to do this in the actual election year, ne- year next year, it's going to cost them, and they probably won't do it at all. That's why there is such a rush for them to get this done now. On the part of everyone, by the way, except Nancy Pelosi, who knows the danger of this at all. She was forced into this decision to make an announcement of a, an impeachment inquiry, which is really nothing more than an announcement. There's nothing procedural that has happened here. But she was forced to do this and has been pressured to do so by her left wing and their base. But she knows politically the danger of all this. She's not. This is not her first rodeo in Washington, D.C. All right, Congressman Jim Jordan joins us next right here on 1420 The Answer. On AM fourteen twenty, the answer. I want to. I want to play the, uh, the the most important line of this entire thing again here before we get to Congressman Jim Jordan, who should be joining us very shortly. Here, this is Texas Representative Al Green from back in May. Now he has been one of the loudest voices screaming for impeachment, uh, and and has called for votes. I mean, almost really since uh, Donald Trump has inaugurated. And there's a reason why he wants to impeach Donald Trump so badly because he knows the truth. He knows that the American people support Donald Trump. Listen to him. I'm concerned that if we don't impeach this president, he will get reelected. That I mean, and if you have ever, ever needed a more crystal clear example of how illegal what they are trying to do right now is, there you have it. And I want that to lead every conversation that any Democratic law, or excuse me, Republican lawmaker, or anybody who supports not only the president, but the presidency. I want this to lead that conversation. We are trying to remove the will of the people. We are trying to take this out of their hands. If we don't impeach him, the stupid people will reelect the guy. That says this is now officially a political impeachment, not a principled defense of the rule of law. And I see Congressman Jim Jordan is on the line now, joining us on AM 1420, The Answer. Congressman, uh, quite a week in D.C. How are you, good sir? I'm doing fine, and you are so right. This is this is not about facts. This is not about the truth. This is about politics, and it started this quest by the Democrats to get this president, the guy we made president of the United States. This quest started on July 31st, 2016, even before the election, when they opened the Trump Russia investigation, when they went and used the Clinton campaign dossier to go spy on the Trump campaign. It started then, and it has not stopped. Now they've just switched and made it this Ukrainian issue, and it is completely ridiculous and com- just, just wrong. Just so wrong. I am just, um, I, I, I'm, I'm so struggling to figure out exactly how they think this is going to work. I saw Dick Blumenthal on TV this morning saying Donald Trump is going to choke on this big nothing burger. He's going to choke in gas per air or something of that nature, saying we really That's do have right. something here. I read the transcript of the call. I read the, and I know you did as well, and so many other staff. Yep. I read the, the, the complaint, the whistle. Now, the complaint is nothing more than a second and third hand description of what we already saw in the word for word yep. transcript of the call and and again to say that there is nothing there is an understatement how can they move forward with this congressman because they don't care about the facts they don't care about the truth bob think about this whistleblower 
our committee, the Oversight Committee, we probably deal with more whistleblower complaints than any other committee in Congress. And when you get a complaint, the, the, the first thing, there are two things you look at. And the first is, did the, did the whistleblower have firsthand knowledge? And then the second thing is, what is their motivation? We are trying to determine credibility. Did they have firsthand knowledge? And what was their motivation? This guy, this, this so-called whistleblower, has problems on both of those fronts. First of all, he had no firsthand knowledge, wasn't on the call. Second, third, third-hand hearsay is, is in the complaint. And then the inspector general even told us this guy has a bias. Now, he used Washington speak. He said there's an indicia of arguable political bias. That is Washington talk for this guy hated the president. So th- how can we take this guy serious? But then you know he has political bias because once you read the transcript, the call transcript, and you see there's nothing there, you said, well, of course this guy's had political bias because there's nothing there. So this is what they're going to impeach the president of the United States on? just shows how ridiculous these people are. Yeah, it, it really does. And, and what I don't understand, Congressman, is when when they claim that excuse me when they claim that the president um tried to force the hand of the ukrainian president saying that we're going to hold something back from you if you don't do this i'm reading it again word for word and i'm not seeing it they're saying well it was implied and in fact there was 400 million dollars in aid that was delayed to ukraine uh and in fact it was released i guess according to what i read after the urging of ohio senator rob portman uh saying they desperately needed it there and they went ahead and released the funds but to to compare or to connect rather one to the other i i haven't seen it if there is anything yet they you know the president was right to say look if we're giving 400 million dollars to a government we need to ensure there is not corruption in that government that is going to take those funds and use them for you know for uh you know improper purposes plus we have we have the fact that the ukrainian president mr Zelensky, said two days ago i was not pushed <laughs> so you could we got adam schiff saying this we got all these democrat senators we got all these democrats saying things but how about the guy who was on the call with the president of the United States, the president of Ukraine? What did he say? I wasn't pushed. I didn't feel any pressure. So, but, oh, that doesn't count. We have the actual transcript itself, which shows no quid pro quo. We have Democrat chairman who have even said after reading the transcript, yeah, there was no quid pro quo. But there was this implied thing. But we got that we got is what they argue. And then we got the president of Ukraine saying I wasn't pushed at all. So, again, nothing will satisfy folks who are bound and determined to go after President Trump. They've been that way since, as I said, 2016. We've, they put the country through three years of this, and they aren't going to stop. I think you're right, though. I think the American people, they see through this entire baloney, and they, they understand the good job that President Trump has done leading our country. Explain this to me, Congressman Jim Jordan. How does, you mentioned his name, Adam Schiff, um, how does he get away with reading uh, a, what yeah. he called his own parody version of the transcript uh, into the record? Into the record at a, at a congressional committee hearing, um, and you know, a completely fabricated, made-up story. He read fiction and tried to pass it off as fact. And only when called on the improper uh, action did he say, "Well, it was just a parody. I was trying to make a point." Yeah, I mean, but it shouldn't surprise us. You played uh, Representative Green's statement that shows it's all about politics. Uh, Mr. Schiff's uh, parody, so-called parody, yesterday. Where he, um, you know, started the committee off with his uh, false statements about what 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 was contained in the call transcript. Um, again, this is just who they are. What I find it, but shouldn't there be punishment it, for that? I mean, how does that? Work? Oh yeah, I mean, was, he, he read a fake statement into the record. 
and we're looking at that. We are definitely looking at that. We've I've talked with colleagues. I've talked with the, with the minority leader about that. So we're looking at if, is, is there something we can do um, um, potentially on the House floor. Uh, but I come back to this, and, and we've talked about this before. Go back to January 3rd, 2017, Chuck Schumer, then the top Democrat in the United States Congress, said, if you mess with the intelligence community, Mr. President-elect, they have six ways from Sunday of getting back at you. This is what, now, It seems to me we're way past six ways now at all the things that they've done. But this looks like one of those, one of those ways they're getting back at the president with this, with this so-called whistleblower who had no firsthand knowledge who has a bias against the president, but was in the intelligence community, that's the part that probably scares me the most. And for the Democrats to go along with this and, and, and do what they're doing to, the, to, to what's supposed to be a, a serious kind of process, if it, if it ever happens, is just, it's, it's scary. It really is to me. Explain this to me like I'm a six-year-old, because I read something and heard a couple of others, uh, similar things, that the President of the United States is not subject to the whistleblower program anyway, particularly from the intelligence community, because it is within his purview as the executive in the executive branch to hold these conversations with foreign leaders and that they are uh, supposed to remain classified, they are supposed to remain secret, that the the, the President can't, quote-unquote, be whistleblown upon uh, for conversations like this. Um, it, it, can you explain that to me? Well, I think I think the director of national intelligence that got the committee highlighted the, the the friction that exists with the whistleblower statute and executive privilege. But you're also highlighting a fundamental principle that unelected people answer to the elected individual. And in this case, the the bureaucracy in the executive branch doesn't tell the person elected to lead the executive branch, i.e., the president, how things operate. It's the other way around. But that doesn't seem to, to, to have gotten through to the Democrats. And they think, no, 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 the permanent bureaucracy is more important. The permanent intelligence committee is more important than the individual we elected as commander-in-chief of this country. And that's the part that really bothers me, because that, that goes back to Mr. Schumer's statement. How they can get back at you, why? Because you got elected? Because the people said, we want this individual to lead the executive branch and be the president of the United States to be the commander-in-chief? That, 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 to me, is the scariest thing. So I, I, I when you saw the... Um, the director of national intelligence testify yesterday you could see the friction that he had because he understands those two principles and he was trying to balance all that when he determined how the complaint was should be handled congressman jim jordan is our guest we're talking about the democrats move toward impeachment uh of the president over a phone call uh which showed absolutely nothing on the transcript i want to play for you a little bit of chairman nadler back when he was not chairman nadler back in 1998 when he was representative mm-hmm. nadler. and one of the reasons we all feel so angry about what they are doing is that they are ripping from us, they are ripping asunder our votes. They are telling us that our votes don't count. There must never be a narrowly voted impeachment or an impeachment supported by one of our major political parties and opposed by the other. This, of course, is uh, speaking of Bill Clinton's impeachment in 1998. How can that man look anyone straight in the eye now and do exactly what he is doing in 2019 that he said should never be done back in 1998? Yeah, no, it is It is sad what we're seeing in, in, in the country today, Bob. It really is. Um, and, and make no mistake about it, when, when, when the impeachment proceedings moved forward uh, against President Clinton, there was actually a crime. He was found that to have uh, lied under oath, um, and so, but but there has been nothing, nothing, no no crime, no wrong from from cited for President Trump, and yet they continue to move forward. And as we said earlier, 
they're basing it on a so-called whistleblower with zero, zero firsthand knowledge and who has a bias against the president. Now, if that doesn't, if that doesn't factor into whether this person can be credible or not, I, I mean, come on. So it, it is frustrating to see how Democrats operate and the change in the, in, in the time from President Clinton to President Trump, but that's just, just who they are, and I guess um, – we just got to we just got to focus on the truth. We just got to focus yeah. on continuing to present the truth, and I think the American people understand it. I want to get your opinion before you go, Congressman, on the impact this should have on the Biden campaign because this is, I, I mean, if anybody should be devastated by this phone call being brought up the way that it has been and made part of this impeachment. In fact, the actual basis of this impeachment inquiry now, um, it, it, the Biden family here should be in serious, serious jeopardy. How do we explain, how does Joe Biden explain his braggadocious, I got the, the, um, prosecutor in Ukraine fired because I told them we would be withholding a billion dollars in aid if he wasn't gone. You have six hours. And and this prosecutor was investigating the Burisma company that his son, Hunter Biden, the cokehead who got kicked out of the Navy, who doesn't speak Ukrainian, who has never had days days worth of experience in the natural gas industry or in the oil industry, gets appointed to the board of a natural gas and oil company by a Ukrainian oligarch um, uh, for at, at, a, at, a, at a price tag of $50,000 per month. How does that not say we are trying to buy influence into yeah. the, the Obama administration by hiring the son of the vice president for something that he is wholly unqualified for? Yeah, your listeners get it. I mean, they, they, they get it. This is one of those things that there is no amount of spin the Democrats can do or Mr. Biden can do to to take away from the facts. And the facts are, when someone with no experience gets paid $50,000 a month, frankly, more money than some of the good folks I get the privilege of representing get paid in a year, that when they see that and then say, oh, and when the company that's paying him 50000 a month is in a, 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 the, 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 uh, investigated for corruption concerns and the vice president of the United States says, uh, fire the prosecutor, you're not getting aid, definitely a quid pro quo. Um, I think the American people see through that. They, they understand what was going on here, and they, they get it fully. That is, is but, but it goes back to this point, Bob. They always accuse us of what they're doing. Yeah. It was, it was Secretary Clinton who was working with a foreigner who talked to Russians to try to influence the election, use the dossier and everything else, but, oh, it was Trump who worked with Russians. It was, it, was, it was Vice President Biden who did a quid pro quo and said, you either fire the prosecutor that's, that, uh, uh, who's checking into the company paying my son fifty grand a month, or you're not getting aid. And then they turn around and, and say somehow Trump was, was trying to pressure Ukraine. It, it, it's almost la- if it wasn't so serious, it, it's almost laughable how, how they, the, the, the Democrats operate. But that's just, again, who they are and what they're up to right now. I'm trying to picture my uh, colleague Hugh Hewitt asked this question on the air yesterday, and I thought it was a pretty good one. Can, can you can you try to picture uh, Hunter Biden in those board meetings if he if he did indeed attend the board? What what is he doing while they are speaking about natural gas and oil and stockholders in Ukrainian? He doesn't understand a word of the language or the industry. I mean, what's he is he just sitting there playing uh you know playing uh, uh on his phone playing mahjong on his phone? Is he is he tr- is sitting there doodling? Well, what's he doing in a board yeah. meeting where he has no business being there? I, I it, 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 if that does, that image in your head ought to just say good corruption. We got corruption. This is this is insane. Total. And he's cashing Total. a fifty thousand dollar a month check. Fifty thousand a month, only because his dad's a vice president, and his dad tells Ukraine, "We're going to hold up foreign aid unless you fire the prosecutor who's looking into the entity paying my son fifty 
thousand a month, and oh, yeah. but somehow it's President Trump's fault. And then what? President Trump, what? in the call, simply inquires about that, which is a legitimate question. We're giving you hundreds of millions of dollars in aid. We need to know that it's not being wasted. We need to know that there is not corruption in your government, considering what we just saw happen here before we give you money. Now, he didn't even say that, by the way. That would be quid pro quo. Before we give you money, we need to get the yeah. bottom of this. But he said, we, we just need to get that. some answers here on this. Um, and, and that's that's out of bounds. I would think that would be a responsible thing, something that a responsible president would inquire about the vast majority of this country has has common sense and they see this for what it is and and this is the democrats are going to move forward this it looks like but it is um it's ridiculous and the people know it well by the way she, there is no official inquiry right as at this moment because all she did was step to the to the podium and 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 say yeah. okay uh it's official we're doing an inquiry what where's the roll call vote why, why, why hasn't there yeah, been no, a special, there been. A special uh, a select committee on, inqu- on impeachment uh, uh, been formed by now? What, what, in other yeah. words, really, this is, not, this is much ado about nothing until she has that. Yeah, there, there has not been that vote, which is in any other uh, in, in our past. And whenever there's been this kind of in- inquiry, there's been a vote. And then there's actual certain rules set up for how the Judiciary Committee will, will conduct the inquiry. Mm-hmm. And then at some point, if they move forward, there are actual articles of impeachment that are voted on in the committee, then on the full House, and then sent to the Senate where there's the trial. That has always been the case when we've had one of these situations happen until now. But it shouldn't surprise us. The Democrats are not following the rules. They're, that, that's just sort of how they've been operating. So, uh, But you're right. It's supposed to be much more formal because this is serious, very serious. And they're the, the, the Democrats are viewing this as pure politics because they, they just can't stand the president. Um, and, and, and functioning in this sort of ad hoc manner that they are. Congressman, there are very few people in that swamp we can trust to fight for justice here, but you're one of them, so please keep fighting. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for all you Thanks, do. Sir. Take care. Thank you. All right, that's Congressman Jim Jordan. It's 952, out and back in again on AM 1420, The Answer. You know, there is so much insanity, honestly, that we can play for you from the the Democrats on this ridiculous impeachment charade. There is so much. But none of it, to me, is as impactful as the truth that you heard from Democrat Representative Al Green of Texas. This short two-second statement tells the entire tale. This is their entire caucus's point of view. We can't trust the American people to vote for us. We know they'll vote for him. Therefore, we must remove their voting rights altogether. We must disenfranchise them by removing Donald Trump ourselves. That's what he's saying when he says again and again. I'm concerned that if we don't impeach this president, he will get reelected. That's it. If we don't impeach him, he'll get reelected. Jerry Nadler screamed about that in 1998. Screamed about how impeaching Bill Clinton removes the voice of the voters. And that's not what we're supposed to do. That's not what the, that's not how this country was founded. Jerry Nadler was, was saying this about Bill Clinton. Reasons. We all feel so angry about what they are doing is that they are ripping from us, they are ripping asunder our votes. They are telling us that our votes don't count. 
I mean, he said that in 1998. They're ripping our votes asunder. They're telling us our votes don't count if we, if we allow them to impeach our guy, Bill Clinton. And Bill Clinton was impeached on crimes that were actually committed. Not on second or third hand hearsay from a whistleblower, a partisan whistleblower who's part of the swamp, part of the deep state, <clears throat> a CIA officer who hated Donald Trump, who was simply doing his part in the resistance. The resistance that was born before Donald Trump ever won the White House. Congressman Jim Jordan was spot on when he pointed out that the moment they started to compile this dirty dossier and the intelligence community, the FBI, corrupt to the core in its leadership, not its rank and file, but at its leadership levels, James Comey and Andrew McCabe and Peter Strzok and Lisa Page, the FBI attorney, when they uh, contributed to this dirty dossier and helped pay, as well as the DNC and the Clinton campaign, Christopher Steele to take phony information from Russia to be used to include in a dossier to take to a FISA court and get a warrant to spy on Trump. The intelligence community was trying to undermine the will of the people. Yeah, don't worry about it, Peter Strzok told his lover. If he wins, we have an insurance policy. We have an insurance policy in place. We'll get him. We'll remove him from office. They've been trying to remove him from office from that very moment. And now they're, they're working on the, the, hey, he had a phone call with the Ukrainian president. And he did nothing illegal on it. But that's okay. Let's impeach anyway. Even against the better judgment of Speaker Nancy Pelosi, who back in 98, as Representative Pelosi said... Because we are here, as we are here today because the Republicans in the House are paralyzed with hatred of President Clinton. And until the Republicans free themselves of this hatred, our country will suffer. Have you ever seen a more clear-cut case of projection than just that? All right, it's 10 o'clock. We get news now. We are guest-free in the second hour of the program, Free for All Friday. It's time for you to weigh in at 216-901-0945 or 888-281-1110. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.